in a high place of holiness, in the spirit, in the day of the Lord. Glory. Love you guys. We're rooting for you. I want to blow torch all of your spirits into full spiritual stature. Kings and lords of the throne of glory, living in an identity beyond what your mother and father on the earth gave you, living a heavenly life, living a divine life and a divine calling, a divine election without religion, without the boringness of church and ritualism. Ritualism is so dumb. There's no ritualism in the kingdom of heaven. There's never one single ritual in the kingdom of heaven, ever, 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 ever. Ritualism is so demonic, so satanic. Tradition is so demonic. Tradition is so satanic. Anything that buries your spirit in the forms of the earth, lifeless forms buried under the dust of the earth. You are spirit beings. Every single one of you. I don't care if you've never gone to church or if you've gone to church a thousand times. God sees the heart. God sees your spirit. I work in a very, very unchristian environment every day. In Minneapolis, 145 nations, tons of homosexuals, tons of liberals, tongues of drugs, tons of heroin, crack, but I work right in everyone's spirit as an inner city missionary in the city of Minneapolis for 12 years in North Minneapolis. I've worked with 36 organized gangs. I've seen it all. There's nothing I haven't seen. I mean, we have stories beyond imagination, and we tell them at Joel's Bar for the last 10 years. It's been so wild. We've had visitors come through our house from all over the planet. For the last 10 years, we've opened up our house as a studio. We've had a constant stream, over a thousand people coming through and just receiving whatever they can receive and going out to their own regions and growing at their own pace. It has been absolutely glorious. It's been marvelous. We've been frustrated at times because of people not bearing much fruit, but that too passes because God gives us grace beyond measure. When you're filled with grace in your spiritual stomach, you can come to a place where you're never frustrated with others ever again. Frustrated in your relationships, marriages, frustrated in growth, frustrated in finances, frustrated. A lot of people frustrated in politics right now. I was sitting in the hot tub earlier after working out at the gym. This precious old lady that I've known for years, I know her personally. I've been ministering to some of these people for 31 years going to the same gym. Some of these men and women I've known and walked with in life for 31 years since I was six years old. And it's just been incredible to see the transformation in people that are now senior citizens, you know. It's a precious old lady, you know. She's got a good heart. She's sweet. She's attracted to the glory. She comes around. She loves being around me, sitting in the hot tub with me, talking. And she's like political, you know? And you still got to love them through their politics. 
Have you grown to the place of loving people that are of a different tribe than you? I love liberals. I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm a conservative Christian because I'm pro-life and I love Donald Trump, honestly. And people can hate me for that, I don't care. I love Kanye West, I love Donald Trump, I love, <laughs> I love the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and biblical principles because I, I walk in holiness and righteousness and I see that really in a lot in the Republican Party. I know there's hypocrisy. Not that I'm a Republican, I'm a citizen of heavenly Jerusalem in the kingdom of heaven. But I've learned to love everyone that's different from me. I don't care what you believe in. I don't even judge you because I used to be a Satanist. I used to be a drug addict. I came out of tremendous darkness, hung out with gangsters my whole teenage life, murderers, drug dealers, crack dealers. I've been in the ghetto around gangs for 12 years now. I live in Pookie Dukes, old crack house in North Minneapolis. Every gangster, every OG from Chicago to Milwaukee to North Minneapolis knows who Pookie Duke is. I've talked with all the mafias about Pookie Duke. I've talked with all the big gangsters about Pookie Duke. You got Pookie Duke's house. Yeah, I got Pookie Duke's house. He was the main cocaine distributor from Milwaukee and Chicago from the cartels into Minneapolis of all the cocaine that came into Minneapolis. If you did cocaine in the 90s, in the Midwest, these OGs touch that cocaine. <laughs> He's doing life in prison for murder now. He's going to be locked up forever. But you know what? I believe there's hope, even for our prisons. I really do. I did 22 months locked up, and I was in county before that, and in city jail before that, and I was a criminal. When I go into Canada and stuff, I, they pull up my record, and be, even though they dropped the charges, I had all these counts and charges against me, and they said, if you go to Minnesota Teen Challenge, we'll drop all the charges against you. So I was living in Whitefish, Montana, got on an Amtrak, went in, and there's an intake table there with all these you know, old people with gray hair. I was just like, oh my God, what? is going on here but anything to get out of jail jail sucks so okay I'll do your little dumb program that was what I was thinking and they told me it was one month I get in there and they tell me it's 12 to 15 months so I'm freaking out like what and I my my criminal charges are only dropped if I complete the program and the judge and the prosecutor I'm 18 years old this is October of 1999 in Whitefish Montana the prosecutor and the judge all told me it was a one-month program, and if I complete it, then all my charges would be dropped. Well, I get in, they say it's 12 to 15, so I am so angry. I got ripped off. You know, my defense attorney, my public pretender, won't even talk to me. I'm 18 years old sitting in jail, and it's like, I have rights. No, you don't. You're so far gone on drugs, they wouldn't even talk to me. No one talked to me. Not even my defense attorney. Never once. They're just like, this not even worth talking to. <laughs> they talked to my mom. They called my mom up and they're like, what's wrong with your kid? <laughs> He's a brain dead drug addict zombie. And she told them about my drug addiction. 
And she said, the only thing that's going to help him is if he gives his life to Jesus. <laughs> and it was true. And so I, <laughs> they tricked me in there. I got lied to. They tricked me and pulled all these little MacGyver moves to manipulate me, to get me to take the bait to go into Teen Challenge. And when I went in there to that intake table, there was a pastor of the Assemblies of God from South Dakota named Pastor Graves waiting for me, filled and flooded with the Holy Ghost. His eyes were so bright that when I looked at him, I got scared. And I was more intrigued than fearful because the light in his eyes, I had never seen that before in my entire life. It was bright. It was Shekinah glory beaming out of his eyeballs and tears started streaming down his eyes. I'm 18 years old. I mean, I had genuinely been searching for the meaning of life. I didn't believe it was in Christianity because I went to Catholic school and I thought that's all there was. And I saw the little evangelicals and, you know, they're a bunch of hypocrites. The girls are having sex and doing drugs and going to church. And it's like, eh, I don't think so. But sure enough, it was right there in the Holy Ghost, pouring through this pastor's eyes. I saw the agape love of God in tears. I'd never seen this person before. Who cries for a stranger? I had never seen love. Not like that. God bless my parents. I love them now, and they're walking in it now. But no one in my family walked in agape like that. No one was so filled and flooded with the Holy Spirit that they could cry for a total stranger with eyes that were so bright. What the heck is that? So when I saw that light, I said, I'm going to give this place a chance because he's crying for me. I mean, I couldn't say no to that kind of love. I mean, woo! this person actually cares about me? A total freaking stranger and I'm a piece of crap, you know? So I come in there and I'm causing trouble every day because I'm demon possessed and I'm coming out of drugs and I'm coming out of the occult. I'm coming out of relationships and covenants with demons that I could see walking through my eyes, communicating with the dead, necromancing. I was so deep in the darkness, but this light was stronger than the darkness and it drove it out of me. For three months, they drove demons out of me every other day up to two hours, from October all the way into the year 2000. When I'm all cleaned out, I'm laying on this bed all by myself. They gave me my, my own room because of the continuous deliverance. They didn't want to bother other people with the mess I was. Because I'd be getting up in the middle of the night demon-possessed and peeing all over the place. I was so far gone, it was sick. It was sick and demented what the demons do to people, especially coming out of the occult. Oh, it was horrible. But after I got cleaned out and every last demon was cast out of me, I felt waves of peace begin to come through my legs and it felt like the ocean of peace and it was wave upon wave and it came right through my torso through my heart and out my head and I started speaking in tongues I'd never heard of tongues in my life I've never heard of tongues I didn't know there, there was tongues there's no one around me it was just me and God the Father just blazing right through me in rivers of peace I ran to the pastor. He was an OG GD from Chicago, James Tribble. He had just become staff member. Two years before that, he had sold $3 million in crack cocaine in Chicago, Illinois. 
an old GGD from Chicago. And now he got saved, and he's a staff member. And he's speaking in tongues. He's delivered out of crack, delivered out of gangs. I said, Pastor James, what is this? 18 years old. And he's laughing. He's crying with me. He's like, that's the gift of tongues. <laughs> God gives that to people who believe in Jesus so you can pray in your spirit language and bypass your brain. And he said, use it all the time, because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. I said, oh, okay. And man, my faith jumped ten times. I was having doubt, doubts about all this stuff. I was having doubts about the deliverance. I was like, what kind of cult am I in here? What kind of weirdness is this? After I started speaking in tongues, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, every last doubt was gone. And then depression, a demon of depression, come and jump on my head. And I started feeling bad for myself because my life is just in shambles. And all the fun stuff I could be doing my senior year of high school, but I got expelled and I'm sitting in a teen challenge. And I, I'm missing homecoming and I'm missing, I'm a, on varsity football, varsity tennis. And, you know, I'm popular in school and all this stuff. And, I'm just and the Lord said, read the book of Psalms. And I read the book of Psalms and that demon popped right off my head. I've never had depression. I was manic depressive as a teenager and since then then that last demon came off my head. He's never come back. I've never been depressed one day since the year 2000. <laughs> Filled and overflowing with the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues every day. I started speaking in tongues two hours a day, reading my Bible eight hours a day. It was amazing. And, I, and the Lord said to me, He said, the most important thing is wisdom. Wisdom. So I'd get into Proverbs and I'd start reading the book of Proverbs because I realized everything I'd known before that had been a lie. Everything I'd ever believed in my pre previous life was a lie. And I knew absolutely nothing about the light or the kingdom of heaven. And so I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and I'm praying in my prayer language and I'm reading the Bible and I got men of God that coming out of gangs and drug dealing all around me, coming out of the mafia, and are filled with the Holy Ghost, men of God. And they're telling me all this wisdom from their life experience. They're telling me now, focus on wisdom. Develop your spirit. Use the gifts. Use the spiritual gifts. Interpret tongues. Heal the sick. You can heal people of sickness and disease. We started praying for people. People started getting healed of diseases, sicknesses. We saw cancer healed, AIDS healed, hepatitis healed, brain tumors dissolving in people's skulls, spinal cords. They, the doctor says missing vertebrae. The vertebrae reappearing in the spinal cord with the x-rays. And miracle signs and wonders were popping all around us. For 22 months of Minnesota Teen Challenge, we were in revival. It was absolutely amazing. Hallelujah. So I left the revival, went into Bible college in the year 2001. And the revival ended when I left. True story. Kids these days, they'll leave Teen Challenge. They don't even know what tongues is. I'll be talking to them because I was involved there for a while. And then I go back and it's like, my God, this program... What is this? It's like a secular program now. These people aren't spiritual like they used to be. It's gotten big. It's gotten secular. And I just rebuke them in the name of Jesus to get spiritual again and return to your first love. Same with all of you. I'm not just rebuking Rich Sherber and Teen Challenge. I'm rebuking the whole church of Christianity. Return to your first love. 
people get distracted, they come out of revival because all this stuff starts getting added unto you because you're burning in the glory. You're burning in the anointing oil. And when you start getting some breakthrough, is it going to distract you? I've seen people settle for complacent satisfaction for 20 years since being a Christian. It's been almost 20 years now. If, if you're offered a little success in Babylon, are you going to stop growing spiritually? If you have a nice wife and a nice family and a nice job, are you going to still have the same spiritual hunger? Or can you be pacified by human success? Not me. Oh, Lord Jesus, burn it all up. All the complacency, all the lukewarmness, all the Laodicean, Laodicean lukewarmness of America. Burn it out of every heart and every mind. We want revival fire like the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, sorry guys, there's no churches. There's no buildings. There's no divisions. There's no denominations. You know, there's no races. There's no classes. There are ranks. There are different ranks. And the ranks of the angels and the ranks of the saints is by how much grace is burning in your heart. There's an outer court, there's an inner court, there's a holy place. There's a 30, 60, 100 fold. There's silver, gold, and gemstones for believers. But I pray in the name of Jesus that God raises up your spirits so, so much that your skulls become like gemstones. That you have more rewards than any Christian that's ever walked the earth. You know... He saves the best wine for last because I believe there's so much riches and glory saved for this last generation. That your spirit can be so built up that it blows out all the carnal identity of religious caps in your brains of what you believe God can do and what you believe God to be like. God will blow your minds more than anything you've ever seen in the charismatic church, in the Pentecostal church. In the glory stream, my heart, I love the glory stream. I still, that's like the only music I listen to. We listen, you know, and even though there's a little mixture of God outside mindedness and they still serve in buildings made by human hands, that's all we got. That's all we got right now in 2018. Until you guys and I pioneer this thing for everyone and frame it up in, on a city level of heavenly Jerusalem on earth. What, what do we have? We don't have anything better. You know? We're anointed to bring in the kingdom age. These people are coming out of the church age. And the best of the best of the church age is like garbage and outer darkness to just the beginning of the kingdom age. Like Jesus said, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. The least in the kingdom age is greater than the greatest of the church age. And we honor the people of the church age. There are people in the church age that God used mightily. They still have rewards. But they haven't overcome death. They haven't overcome Jezebel. They haven't overcome Satan's stars. They haven't even overcome Freemasonry, if we're honest with ourselves. <laughs> A lot of them are totally submitted to Masonic human systems and Masonic Christianity and Masonic money. Oh, it's true. All of that has to fade away. 
The order of the second heavens is the governors and tutors. But now is the appointed time of maturity to dissolve that second heavens order called Freemasonry. Or building systems. That's what it is. Human building. I, I've known many master builders, master masons. Many. I've been in many lodges. I know about it. I know them. All it is is building by human ability. Partnering with fallen angels. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the human nature's ability in the fall. It's working within the stars and sands without grace. That's what religion is. Religion is building in the stars and sands, the Tower of Babel, without the Spirit of Grace. And we've all done it. So, I mean, I don't even condemn Freemasons. I actually really enjoy talking with them because they're usually more spiritual than Christians. I hang out with warlocks like Daniel and Babylon every day because they're everywhere. You can't avoid them. I mean, if you, anytime you leave your house, you're going to be encountering witches and warlocks in Babylon the Great. And you have that Daniel anointing in you to be a master of magicians and learn to love them. A lot of these people, you'll realize, they've never been exposed to grace or the kingdom or Zion or holy angels or wisdom. You know, they were just born in a prison system. Their great-great-grandpa served this devil and this star that fell from heaven, so the son served it, and the grandson served it, and for generation after generation, they just served these celestial bodies that are now being shaken by the morning star rising in our hearts to release everyone from the imprisonment of Satan's light. Satan is an angel of light that deceives, the Bible says. It's true. How many people you know are deceived by the angel of light? All human appearance of good and all human knowledge of good is that satanic light. That's what the serpent in the garden, the ancient primal evil, the red dragon, tempted Eve with. He had knowledge about the flesh in the natural dimension. Tremendous amounts. He's diabolical genius. And so it lured her in to the point where she began operating in that demonic realm of the stars. Eve was the first witch. It's true. <laughs> oh, Holy Ghost. In fact, everything done in the universe apart from the Spirit of Grace is witchcraft. Human ability and human building even in your best intentions, is witchcraft. That's why there's no rewards for anything except what the Spirit of Grace does through your hearts and minds as a gift. Rivers of living water. That's how Jesus lived. He's called the Man of Grace that has appeared. He's the Throne of Grace. He's the Spirit of Grace. Grace is the anointing oil given to your spirit without measure to build your spirit up into full spiritual stature. To stand in the heavens and the earth like a pillar of light and hold up the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Not built with flesh, not built with starlight, not built with sand, but built with the Holy Spirit, with living stones of the redeemed. And He is the chief and cornerstone of the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, which is the new heavens and the new earth, where righteousness dwells, built by the Spirit of grace, 
so that every believer can be a part of that building and that final temple that has nothing to do with the natural realm, but everything to do with the glory realm of the Lord Jesus Christ in the third heaven. This is the third heaven order of Melchizedek. This is the wise master building of the apostles and prophets. Not building with flesh and blood, but building with the spirit of grace through hearts and minds transfigured to stand in the whole universe as pillars and to hold up the tent of glory so that everyone below them can breathe in the air of Zion, breathe in the air of glory, breathe in the air of, of grace, love and peace, and breathe in the heavenly glory, the Ruach HaKodesh, the breath of the Almighty, to again fill your nostrils with the breath of life called the Holy Spirit, so that every person that has breath can praise the Lord, so that every animal, every tree, and all creation will begin glowing with the Shekinah glory, so it's on earth as it is in the kingdom of heaven. That's what happens when you stand up and repent of all externalism and develop your spirit into full spiritual stature through this universe by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Check out our website. Tons of free stuff. You can partner with us if you want. RedLetterMin.com. Amen.